Hello and welcome to The Fadeaway. This is The Fader's 2016 NBA Playoff Podcast. My name is Amos Barshad. I'm a senior writer for The Fader. And uh, here with me today, once again, Joseph Patel from The Fader. Hello. Hello. And uh, and to my right, Greg Howard. How are you? I'm all right, man. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks um, for having me. So I wanted to ask you, uh, formerly of Deadspin, currently of The New York Times, uh, uh, recently, freshly, congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, so how has your life changed now that you're not, you know, fully immersed in the sports world? Are you watching more? Are you watching less? Uh, uh, you know, do you, are you are you not coming up with takes every time you're watching a game? How How is it different? Yeah, I'm out the take game. That's the number one thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, to be able to, like, drink heavily during the game and, <laughs> and then say that was dope and move on about your day as opposed to... Uh, you know, trying to fire up a new take or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, where do you where do you put your hot takes now? I, I, I kind of put them on Twitter, and I kind of put them in like in text to my friends and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, you know, this is we just talking here. It's just between you and me now. That's not going out into the world, but you know, a take. So the, so, <laughs> so the Twitter account has gotten better. The texts have gotten better. It, the Twitter account has got I've, I've, a more prolific tweeter now. I don't mm. know if it's gotten better. I, you know, I'm I'm a steady. You know, I'm, I'm a strong believer in. in you know, most tweets are bad, and, um, <laughs> I'm you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm aware enough to know that, but not uh, aware enough to stop tweeting. Yeah, you, <laughs> so yeah, you, you never, know. you know, you don't think twice. You just shoot them off. You, sh- you got to, yeah. you got to, man. If you got to take, you know, at, at some point, you know, they're they're bad takes and good takes, but if, you, if your take is strong enough. Then it doesn't even matter anymore. You yeah. just gotta respect the strength of the take. <laughs> you know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, uh, so real quick, we're gonna do what we usually do to start things off. We're gonna go around and uh, talk about uh, just one little thing that we appreciate. Uh, Joseph, you want to get us started? No. <laughs> he gave me the note right before, no. ruining my segue. <laughs> Greg, what's on your mind about uh, what you appreciate? I really appreciate that LeBron's about to get swept, but he's getting swept with like his homies. Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, and I, I really respect that. Like he's got, you know. Uh, Rich ass Tristan Thompson now, <laughs> says homie. You know he's got all these old people like you know Mo Williams, uh, James Jones, uh, Richard, Richard Jefferson. Jefferson, and Shedding Fry. Like none of them, neither none of them should be in the NBA. Yeah, but he's like, nah, I got y'all. You know, like and I respect it. And they're you know they're getting exposed for what I think everyone kind of knew them to be all yeah. year. Um, Tristan Thompson uh, bothers me uh, a lot. Like he's getting what, 82 million for five years. It's almost like the hey, same as Draymond, and he get, he dresses incredibly well, like with the fashion hats and everything. But yeah, it's like man. all you do is offensive rebound. Like you yeah. shouldn't be allowed to dress cool off the court if you're not cool on the court. Yeah, I mean, he was, it was funny. Like it was like last season, everyone's talking about like is Tristan a max or something like that, and like how good is, is Tristan Thompson really? And he was like, he's like wasn't even as good as like Varejao at the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like and. Uh, he, you know, and he was like going crazy and through the playoffs and in the finals, and he was averaging like ten and eight. And they were like, "Yo, he's killing!" And I'm like, "He stat, you know, it's not like he really filled up the stat sheet or anything like that." Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. This is where it was always going to end up being right here. Everyone being like, "How did Tristan Thompson get eighty two million dollars?" But, but you know, you can't begrudge him. No, no, no. no. You can't turn down the money. It uh-huh. feels very old, <laughs> old NBA, right? Like him getting that much money. Yeah, like for, he brings for energy. dimensional, right? <laughs> It feels very old NBA. Like abstract things you can't, you know, like he adds to the team chemistry, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, I need a spark off the bench, right. like, you that, know. Yeah, that's like, worth $25 million <laughs> yeah. right there. Also, but shout out to Richard Jefferson for being the spark off the bench for Cleveland. Yeah. Like legit spark off the bench, right? Yeah. I was I was watching the game the other night. I was like, if Richard Jefferson is your, like, sixth man energy guy, you have problems. Yeah. That, that dude should not be your energy guy, but he is. 
Yeah. So, uh, uh, my my uh, thing of appreciation, my unit of appreciation is going towards J.R. Smith. My brother just texted this to me like uh, right before we were walking over here. Uh, apparently, J.R. has unleashed a Kickstarter to get a reality TV show going about himself. Did you see this? Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> scripted, scripted reality about the life of J.R. Smith. <laughs> and uh, and he's asking for like a half a million, a half a, a half a million dollars. I mean. I, I got $20 in my pocket right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the last check, he had like $460 up on it. I don't know if that's good or not. I wow. I haven't checked how long it's been up. But. He should ask Carmelo. <laughs> yeah. Right? Carmelo's trying to make investments right now. Like, JR should hit up Carmelo. Yeah. I mean, he should have a reality. I mean, if I don't really care about, you know, people big, you know, like stars big enough that other people would pitch them a reality show. Right. I don't really care. what you know, JR's like that B-list player where he's still doing, like, reckless shit, probably. <laughs> I mean, so, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> JR, JR might as well, like, like I can't think of anyone else who deserves a reality show yeah. like, more than J.R. Smith. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it almost feels like Dipset-like, and it's like, right. you know, <laughs> it's like creativity. I think the timing is uh, fairly being called into question <laughs> after two not-so-great games. I mean, I guess he assumed that uh, things would be going great for him right now, so again, the uh, confidence in the He's only got 500 hubris. bucks. So yeah, four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Someone go on there and donate a dollar, please. Everyone donate. <laughs> Everyone needs to donate. I, I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, I think post L, summer Jr. I would watch that show. Yeah. But it's like I don't even care anymore. We just got swept. You know, we're gonna get swept next year. <laughs> we might get swept the next year. I don't care. So you know, I'm just gonna. You know, he's gonna. Get these club nights off. Yeah, you know? <laughs> hoverboarding from club to club. I think Jared's like hoarding all the hoverboards too. You don't see hoverboards anymore. Jared right. must have them. Right. <laughs> didn't they? Wait, did they get uh, recalled or something? Yeah, they were like blowing like, up or, yeah. or they're setting on fire. They're basically banned. Like you can't take them on the subway. You can't take them on a plane or anything. They're just a hazard anywhere you, you go. You can apparently use them though from the players' parking lot into the <laughs> yes, arena, that's totally which legal. is the only place I see them anymore. Right. <laughs> he like. I mean, he. Ma- I mean, he made the hoverboard thing. Right. Was he the first one or among the first? He like, made it. He, Soldier Boy. He made Huge. Right. I wasn't watching Soldier Boy. Though. I know, that's, that's true. <laughs> but it was like last year, right? Yeah, he, he hoverboard out of the uh, locker room, dapping everyone up at, after the loss. Yeah, the loss. Yeah, the most elegant hoverboard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, just, I mean, I, don't, I just, I just another appreciation. I just appreciate how. They said it's a hoverboard, and we were like, "Yeah, it's a hoverboard." Hoverboard. <laughs> it's not a hoverboard. It's got big ass wheels on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're like, yeah, yeah. Hovering over. <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, Joseph, you want to appreciate anything, or are you just gonna? I keep actually it going have something I don't appreciate. Okay. I'm gonna change up the style a sure, little bit. Sure, I got sure. something I don't appreciate. So the other night, game two. This happens a lot, actually, at, at Oracle. Um, they're up by. They win by 33. But in the last seven minutes of the game, the people at Oracle are filing out to beat the traffic, which I don't appreciate. Mm. It wasn't that long ago that the Warriors were trash. Mm -hmm. Don't take that for granted. Don't leave early in game two of the championship. Like, people were legit leaving early. (laughs) This is a problem with Warriors fans, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, (laughs) it's, it's, I I understand the 880 traffic is no joke. I've been, I've been in that traffic. The the traffic on 880 is, is no joke. You can't leave early from a championship game. I don't care how good your team is. Don't take that for granted. I think it uh, it will upset the basketball gods. <laughs> I was I was I was in Miami when uh when the Heat were good and they had LeBron and and uh who they beat whatever San Antonio. I, I think, they, I think that's when they after they beat San Antonio. Yeah. I think that's when I was in Miami for the next season and like 
I mean, that a lot of the fans that were going in there aren't, they're not like longtime fans. And Oakland, probably even fewer that are in there because Oakland sucked forever. Yeah. I mean, forever. And they kind of got good out of nowhere real quick for yeah, no but, reason. But the fans at Oracle, fans at Oakland have always been supportive of that team, even when they were bad, right? Right. But I think the, the, the recent success, I mean, Fab talked about this mm-hmm. when he was on the podcast a few weeks ago. The recent success has meant a, uh, some new fans there, right? Especially right. in the lower bowl. And those are the ones that are leaving early. Like exactly. In the fourth quarter, six minutes left, you see big gaps in the exactly, sections yeah. on TV. Yeah. I think the upper deck fans are still still there from till till the end, even yeah. beyond the end. You right? gotta start monitoring when the uh, so the the tech uh, millionaires are leaving. Like I saw a photo of E Ford with Mark Benioff, the Salesforce yeah. CEO. <laughs> when did Mark Benioff leave? We need to know that exactly. <laughs> But I like that anti-warriors, uh, a rare anti-warriors. I know. I do. I do think that it just will. It's it's bad karma. It upsets the basketball gods because you, for a team that was bad for so long, you should never take that for granted, ever. Yeah, I think the uh, arenas of all NBA uh, uh, arenas should the doors should be locked in. You should not be allowed yeah. to leave till the hazard is over. Yeah. I don't care about fire hazards. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're all burning, man. We're all burning. <laughs> We're going down together, though. <laughs> no, but I mean, Miami was like, it was, people were getting there at halftime, and then second half and fourth quarter, people were leaving. And they were just, I mean, they were just going there to be seen. To be seen. And, you know, and, yeah. and to get these tweets off. Like, I'm, you know, I'm watching LeBron. That proves. <laughs> it's disappointing. Yeah. All right. Let's talk Cavs. Are you guys uh, seeing anything? Are you reading anything? Uh, are you observing anything that, that makes you have any hope uh, for these Cavaliers in the next few games? No. <laughs> <laughs> what we got next, man? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, felt like a, it felt like a sweep before, kind of. I was like, they might, they might mess around and get swept. I don't know. But, I, I, mean, I, I mean, can LeBron even win one game by himself? Any, uh, anymore, like that's yeah. the thing. Like, and he, I mean, he can't beat this team by himself because yeah. they don't. They can throw their backup point guard at him. <laughs> he's gonna have some problems. Yeah. Like that's stupid. Yeah, you know they got like five guys legitimately who could guard LeBron. No one else needs to be guarded. <laughs> like, everyone sucks. Man. <laughs> I, I was telling Joseph before, like the best hope is the old school NBA mentality of like the NBA rigs stuff when they want to like let LeBron shoot the ball twenty times from the free throw line. Like this is the the hope that they have. Like grind it out. Uh, I really want to see more Delvadova out there, like just running around punching everyone it's in the dick. Shit. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and then uh, and then LeBron shoots the ball a bunch of times. I mean, throws. I think. They start Mozgov and Thompson mm. tomorrow. I think they go big. I think they're sort of forced into that because Love probably won't play. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives them the best shot they have. That and a LeBron takeover. The thing that's weird about LeBron is, like, you don't really need him to take over full games. You need him to take over at moments during a game. And yeah. You would think that someone of his talent would have would be able to figure that out. I still, It's weird. Like, he just seems like he just is really intent on passing the ball and getting everyone else involved where there are moments that scream for him to just take over and he's not doing it and I don't really know why. I don't I, I don't know. I mean, because like uh, J.R. Smith had like three shots in game one or something and he was just he was, did he's, not I didn't he's see thinking him. Of, he's like, thinking of that Kickstarter. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he was like all sad and he was, you know, and he was just he didn't look really all that interested and so I, I definitely get like you know, J.R. Smith is a great shooter. Like, it is better if he's engaged and, and feeling like he's going to get, 
you know, you know, ten threes up in a game than than not. But uh, I mean, also like I don't, I I'm not sure LeBron has like dumb forty, twelve, and and ten games left in him, like like he did last season. I don't yeah. know how many of those he has left. Uh, and, and like the Warriors are better than they were last year. And but I think, why do you think LeBron doesn't have that? Is it just minutes? Age? Uh, I, I think it's just minutes, man. He looks like he looks like he's a about to be close to being washed. <laughs> he's almost close to being like noticeably washed. Uh like he's 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 old, man. Like he played he's played for a long long time and you deserve, you know, you it's you deserve to be washed. I mean like, you know, it's, I mean there's no shame in that. Right, right. But he just I just can't I don't know if he can hook up against people throwing five different defenders on him and and sending doubles, you know, at him, and like fight through that the way he used to. Yeah, you know, there there was a a bit. It was like Jerry West being like, "You guys need to stop being hard on LeBron for losing in the finals so many times." And this is coming from Jerry West, who lost in the finals eight times. Right. So it's like, <laughs> is that what is happening right now? LeBron is just trying to situate himself as like, "Hey, Jerry West, the logo." Like, he I mean, lost he's the, in the logo. finals a bunch of times, and I'm gonna be the guy who lost yeah. in the finals a bunch of times too, and it's okay. LeBron said that he's uh, reading Jerry West's uh, biography yeah. right like, now. Like, why are you yeah. reading that now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Read Magic Johnson's biography. <laughs> <laughs> right. It does seem like the Cavs are preparing for the. End, yeah. right? Like they just are preparing for the end. I, yeah. I mean, I really want them to get swept and him to just get fed up and and leave again. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's really. I mean, because it it really irked me, like kind of seriously. Like it it irked me how there was like this sense of we own you and how dare you leave us and like and then he actually apologized, right. you know. And it, it it were like seemed like overt racial. Like undertones, like not uh-huh. even undertone in the word. It was just, it felt racist, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, and it, you know, it, it, he didn't owe anyone anything. And so, like, y'all aren't gonna win. Like LeBron needs to understand that his homies are probably great people, but they, they aren't good at basketball. <laughs> and he should, like, he should go somewhere and be like, I'm just gonna get me a ring or two. But I think he needs more help than he's getting specifically defensively with Kyrie. Yeah. I, I mean, want him to leave so bad. Do you think I, there's a chance? I feel like that hasn't been talked about at all. Do you think there's a chance if they get swept that he starts uh, nah, considering I think that? Scared. <laughs> uh, that's a take. That's a take. Right that's there. a take. That's a text only take. That, that was you... super high. <laughs> Can we talk about uh, Kevin Love for a second, though? I've never seen a person who 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 seems so lost on uh, a basketball court before. Like that elbow just put him out of his misery, really. Yeah. Like he looks, he doesn't look like he wants to be there. Yeah. Like let's hope he's okay, of course, physically and, and all I that. Guess. <laughs> but I guess. Yeah, I, I feel guess. sad. It's like so hard to feel sad for a professional basketball player. I feel sad. For he's Kevin like Love. a Walking Smith song on on the court. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just so pathetic. Yeah. And his moves in the post are just very very trash. And I don't know. I can't remember. Was he like? It's like the same thing. Everyone watching was like, was he good? He was good, right? He I just can't good. remember. But the offense was played through him. And yeah. I think like he he's a talented passer he can shoot um and so he's like a problem against other big men but um you know with lebron you know and i guess with kyrie uh, who's probably a fraud but also uh like you know he needs the ball and stuff and he holds the ball like there's not as much for kevin love to do and um he can't and he can't be utilized in the way that he was in minnesota and doing well um, yeah. But he might be a fraud too. I don't know. You can't defend anybody. You can't defend me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? I feel like ever since he started doing the double uh, knee brace, that really ruined it too. Like when you play pickup against anyone with double knee braces, yeah, you're man. not going to respect that. Yeah, man. Yeah, right. It's like it's not even like 
his own injuries is how people start like look at him and yeah, stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. But everything, it's like double knee braces, chocolate milk commercials. <laughs> like, dog, like, yeah. really? Yeah. Chocolate milk is delicious, though. Come it on. is, but you don't see basketball players doing chocolate milk commercials. <laughs> yeah. It's not real flossy. <laughs> um, you know, it's the. Uh, it's the uh, 50, yesterday I think was the 15th anniversary of Iverson stepping over Lou. Oh, yes, that's just a bad omen. So good. Yes. Um, and I don't know I, I, how are you guys feeling about uh, Teron Lou these days. He had this crazy quote where he after the game they were telling him like, "Oh, you're gonna tear in your team. You gotta like, you know, you gotta tell him to step up." And 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 he's saying like, "You know, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna keep building them up." And then and then and then like being like alluding to the fact that that it's like. They want you to. They want me to like you know die on this hill with my team right now. And his quote was, "You've got to kill me. I'm never going to commit suicide." And like the extremism that this guy is talking about this basketball yeah. series right now, like That's I'm, I'm a little bit worried for his for his mental sanity. Man, yeah, what's going on with these guys in Cleveland? It seems so dire. <laughs> I mean, it's just so dire, right? Like this is so. This is a. It's depressing. Yeah, it is depressing though. I mean, like LeBron came back. They shamed LeBron James. <laughs> like a grown ass, free ass, rich ass man. Yeah. To come back to trash ass Cleveland, where he grew, he knows it's trash. He grew up in Cleveland. He grew up in you know? Cleveland. He knows and it's he, trash. And just like he got drafted because the NBA is probably rigged, and he got drafted <laughs> for that. And then he, you know, and then he, he left, did his beach thing in Miami, came back, and it was like, okay, this is the this is the Jesus thing, or mm-hmm. the, wait, or is the Moses? Which one is it? Moses. One of those. One of those. <laughs> he's gonna Solomon. do the Bible thing, and we're gonna win now. And he's gonna like, del- yeah, it's Moses. He's gonna like, deliver us. Right, right, right. No one's getting delivered, man. Yeah. <laughs> no one. You're still gonna be cold ass, trash ass Cleveland. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. Um, I mean, you know, I guess it's like maybe uh, in in a few games they'll be changing our tunes. They'll figure some stuff out that we don't see coming. But oh this God. is the this no. is the epitome of this moment right now. <laughs> Things can change, but right no. now this is what this feels after these two blowout losses. And the, I think that's accurate. To the, the best to the shot emotions. they have is game three. And playing big and just, you know, I, I man, I really hate to 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 parrot some of the NBA commentators that I heard on on ABC the other day, but they just have to disrupt the Warriors, or at least try no. to disrupt the Warriors. Like it really no. is. It really. And last year, I went to Game Two last year, with the game they lost, I think in overtime, and it was like, you know, Cleveland's made the Warriors feel uncomfortable, right? I think the Warriors are a better team now uh, this year. I think they figured things out. I think. They are like the Borg. They figure this shit out as they go. But, like, Cleveland really disrupted the flow for, for the Warriors. And I don't think that – they don't even look interested in doing that this year. Well, Kevin Draper at Deadspin, um, who is an insufferable Warriors fan, but he was – I mean, he's terrible. He's the worst. But but he's – I mean, he wrote an article that made sense to me without looking up anything, but about how the Cavs were better last year because Tristan Thompson is a better – Defender than Kevin Love and and Matt Delavadova is a more disgusting person than Kyrie Irving and willing to do like, you know uh, the grimy well, shit yeah, yeah the grime the, the grimiest of shits and so they were actually tougher to break down and stuff than when you have Kyrie I like and, it man I'm telling you I'm all in on Delavadova I'm I, oof <laughs> <laughs> I play in a Monday night uh, uh, basketball pickup basketball no no up? but it's a lot of uh, scrappy white guys uh, yeah. and uh, somehow Delvado has become the mascot you know ironically or not I can't even tell at this point but we have a jersey and if you and if you win the the game uh, is agreed upon by the group that you win you get to take the jersey home for the week <laughs> <laughs> hang out with it do whatever you want with that, it that is bleak man yeah, that is bleak. yeah. I, I don't know I, <laughs> But he, he he shouldn't have the ball. He shouldn't have the ball, you know, very often on offense at all. And 
when it's just LeBron James, that's like when he can put up these crazy, these crazy numbers, and you know, and kind of maybe will his team to win is when Kyrie Irving's out the way and Kevin Love's out the way, and you know, I hope Kevin Love's okay now after a concussion, but. Yeah. It's not like he's contributing that much more than Tristan Thompson on offense. Right. You know, it's not even like he's filling up with assists or anything. If he's getting 12 points a game, Tristan might give you 12 points. Yeah. On a good day. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. basically, the Cavs have to throw everything out and just start completely new. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Burn yeah. it. Does it uh, does it matter to you at all, Joseph, about Steph dominating or not? Do you want him to win Finals MVP? What if he does not win Finals MVP? He's not going to win the Finals MVP. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It really doesn't. I mean, it just is like we all know how good Steph is. Like, you know, you can trap him all you want in the game. The beauty of the Warriors is that they they just have different ways to win, uh-huh. right? They're very they're a very versatile team. Um, when Steph's not on, Clay's on. When Steph and Clay aren't on, Draymond's on. The bench is on. I don't think the bench I don't think the Warriors bench will play as good on the road as they did at home, but you know, they have any number of ways to to beat you and I think that um you know, I'd rather them win a second championship, however they get there, sure, sure, um, sure. than have it be about Steph. But as a person, me personally, who likes to just tear people down for no reason, I love it. I'm all about it. It's like that's the asterisk that's going to be the asterisk forever. Steph's no, there's no, no there's no asterisk. No, there's no asterisk. We need that. No. And then I know. column after the finals. <laughs> is that like is is Steph a choke? I mean, it's coming. You know, it's coming. It's coming out like the Fox Sports universe. Right there. And the other you thing, know, SB Nation. Yeah, is he choking in the, big, SB Nation in the biggest moments? Is yeah. he choking? But his team, but it, you know, he's getting hidden. Yeah. It's coming. It's Ca- coming. Carried man. by his team, but truly a choker. Yeah. Um, the other thing, adding fuel to the fire, is that Steph Curry, apparently a traitor to his country, won't play for Team USA in no. the Olympics. No, he will not. He I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's the only player that will not play. Right. I think there is. I think there are going to be a stream of players who, oh, my hamstring, yeah, yeah. oh, my knee. I mean, there already are, and I, I wouldn't play. I mean, I mean, you know, like, uh, I think, and maybe I'm not, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but, like, you know, like, I I don't think the, the representing your country and stuff, it doesn't hold as much sway, I, uh, for me at least, as, as, it used to, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I, you know, and they don't pay you enough, um, really, to risk being hurt. And if you're if you're playing in June, you're tired, man. You know, and I gotta turn around and, and go into camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, Paul George should be playing. You know, cause yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got Paul George time. is fresh, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, like uh, Chris Paul's fresh. Chris yeah. Paul's fresh. I think, Chris Paul's, <laughs> I think he's he not. not he said he doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go. I don't think Aisha would have let Steph play. Like, there's no chance. There's no way <laughs> yeah. in the world Aisha would let Steph play. Because it's not even. It's, I mean, this is just like general Olympics type thing, right? Like, I, I need a rest. What do I do? But it's also Brazil right now with all the upheaval and the Zika virus and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if I definitely want to risk it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like definitely who knows exactly what's happening. Probably everything's fine. Probably it's safe. So, so yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I, I still am sticking to Steph Curry is, uh, has let down his country by not playing. Wow. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> wow. Man. Wow. Wow. Hot takes. <laughs> real hot takes. Um, let's go back to the Warriors real quick. Another question. Not real very... quick. Let's stay on the Warriors. Let's go. <laughs> a very important let's question talk about the that Warriors. I'm going to ask Greg. Uh, are the Warriors cool? No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No, they suck, man. There's nothing cool. Like, down to the players. Like, your best players, your both, best, both your best players are whack. 
Like, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry are whack. I wouldn't hang out with them. <laughs> like, you know, they're, you know, they're good people. Uh, they seem to be good people and good, you know, like, uh, uh, nice, well-spoken, quiet young men and stuff. But I'm not... Just say you know, it. Light-skinned. Yeah. Just say nah, it. Say nah, it. Light-skinned. Nah, man. I mean, no, it's not even that. Because, like, uh, is Draymond cool? I mean... Draymond's not that cool. I mean, like... Hard to say. Hard to say. Iggy is the only one I would definitely, like, volunteer to hang out with. I'd be like, yeah, let me go hang out with... Speaking of which, did you see <laughs> at the waning moments of the fourth quarter the other day when they showed Barbosa going to the bench, Iggy is there spitting game to some blonde really? sitting next to him on the bench. Like, they were having, like, a real conversation. Iggy is cool. It was cool. Iggy is cool. But, you know, but Iggy is not a product... Of that environment, you yeah. know, he he got out. I mean, he you know he came after he saw the world, and he's bringing that with him. But you know, he's not rubbing off as much as I would hope yeah. on the rest of the team. They're so whack! Oh my god! <laughs> I was thinking about it. Sean Livingston is probably maybe cool. Like Sean you know, Livingston's cool, but he's probably like cool. Like, but he had, like to, he had to break his leg to be cool. You you could you but you could really become friends with Sean Livingston. Like it doesn't seem like a, a leap to imagine a situation in which you're texting regularly and like getting a quiet dinner just a yeah. two with Sean Livingston. Yeah, I That's feel like it. he listens to like a lot of Common and stuff. He's just like a real. <laughs> Soulful brother, you know. What I'm <laughs> <laughs> he's still like Electric Circus like, is like his favorite album ever. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> he still listens to like old Lupe a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like, but he makes sure that like to delineate. He's like, no, this is this is definitely old Lupe. Okay? He knows, yeah. He knows not to talk about the new stuff. Right, right. Smart um, the, Man, I fuck never... all y'all. <laughs> I mean, Joe Lake is whack. I like Greg coming in here hating on everything and everybody. <laughs> I had to get these takes out, man. That's I don't write as often. And, you know, uh, oh my God. This I'm, is pure undistilled dead spin flow I've right got now. some shit I got to work through, man. I haven't been able to. I'm all stopped up, man. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm flip this. Wait, 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 in the, in the, in the Times newsroom, uh, you ever try to get into like an argument and it's a bunch of like, you know, even killed people that won't engage with yeah, you? Yeah, everyone's so even killed. Like uh, Jake Silverstein and Jessica Lustig are the, the editor and deputy there. And they're like the two, like, calmest people I've ever to the point where like you don't quite you like you don't quite believe them when they tell you something because they're like it's okay man relax it's cool and you're like I don't feel like it's that cool as you gotta make it you know like uh, like it feels always feels like a like there's a misunderstanding like maybe they didn't uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm like reading the situation wrong, you know. And I, I would feel like I'm gonna get fired, but like cause everyone there, I mean everyone there, like I don't know. I feel like we're still very much like this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, because um, we're younger and stuff. And they've they've already kind of, sp- like, spent their their life and they're now, in the, like, more mid-career mm-hmm. than we are. And, and, you know, you have, you know, people 45, 40, 50, you know, and they, got, they have kids. Some have young kids. Some have, like, kids, you know, almost as old as me and stuff. And there's a, there's like a, there's a zen... I think that comes from it's a lot of people who have very little proof outside of like let's just make this dope ass yeah. magazine because they they already are good at their jobs you, you know they they've that's why they're there it's that's just amazing. it's it's a it's such a weird different energy than that's been where it's just like fuck everything and like <laughs> I'm 25 you can't tell me you're not my dad <laughs> you know <laughs> you know and it's and you know there's it's it's there's that's exciting and valuable too and stuff like that and being like you know just looking at the man and being like actually fuck you you know like and from your macbook you know and but and, <laughs> and does it feel institutional um so the magazine's culture is actually different than the new york times culture it's it's so relaxed the new york times like 
you know, a daily newspaper putting out, I don't know, a thousand articles a day or something like that. And, you know, the New York back, New York Times magazine operates almost completely outside the news cycle. And so I like, you know, I'm, I'm I can feel myself. I'm like less plugged into the matrix and stuff. And I, <laughs> I don't know, you know, like I don't know everything that's going on in sports anymore where I would, I would my job was to follow it in real time now. And, you know, it's just like go out there and take some months and like do the dopest possible <laughs> shit you can do. Uh, you got time, you know, and so it's it's. And you don't believe them when they there's, say that. You don't believe that yeah. you have time. <laughs> there's people listening to this, like, young kids just crying right now, being like, one day, please, I want that. Like, doing their 55, 55th blog post of the day. Yeah, like, yeah, one yeah. Day. You know, it, I mean, it's, you know, it's, there's value, of course, in, like, being able to comment and critique mm-hmm. the world around you in, in close to real time and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I think I think places like Deadspin and, you know, Grantland did it better than anyone else. Um, it's like a beat reporter. It's like being a beat reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, I, I, there is something really good in like I'm interested in this subject or this story, and I'm just I know that I have the time <clears throat> and the latitude to just like chase it all the way down, like wherever yeah. this road goes, however long it is and takes to get there. We let's go, you know. And um, I'm not used to it yet, which is why everyone being calm and stuff. <laughs> freaks me out you know just because yeah. i'm used to people like cussing and like pointing at different news stories and be like you gotta block that block that you know and now everyone's like it's fine man the story's not due for like four months chill. <laughs> <laughs> you know? that's right uh joseph uh i i cut you off uh, I, uh you, yeah, you got a warriors retort you want to take us back to why the warriors are cool they're from oakland <laughs> i mean really that's it like oakland's one of the coolest sports cities in the history of sports yeah right like the raiders and the a's and like I think that I think that that's makes I wouldn't say this team is cool by any stretch of the imagination. I would not want to hang out with any of them except <laughs> maybe, you know, Harrison Barnes, maybe. Yeah. Right? Harrison Barnes cool. Yeah. But like I you know, but Oakland, I represent for Oakland for the 510 yeah. and I think that is cool. You don't see a lot of sports cities like Oakland anymore. And I think that's it's a good moment for the people of Oakland. Absolutely, absolutely. Before they moved to San Francisco, we were in the whole fucking thing. Like, yeah, the, the hubris Joe Lacob showed in that New York Times Magazine article yeah. is the same hubris they're demonstrating when, by moving to San Francisco. Yeah. Right. Like, it is going to fuck everything up. Uh, yeah, not knowing enough to really come down, I'm saying keep them in Oakland. Let's keep fighting the people of Oakland. We're going to rally you. This podcast is going to be the tipping point. <laughs> they should call them the Oakland Warriors next year is what they should do, just yeah. as an homage. Yeah. Just the final, like, before we leave and say, fuck you, Oakland. Yeah. We're gonna call them the Oakland Warriors. They've thrown would... some like T-shirts and stuff, like some side merch, right? Yeah, that has yeah, on it, yeah. But... but I think that'll be cool. I yeah, just that would feel, be really cool. I just feel like, as Silicon Valley's team, like that's that's the team now. They're not Silicon Valley's team. <laughs> they are. They are. They are. No. So, so they they've gentrified the Warriors no. culture. Yeah, the Warriors no, culture no, gentrified. No, no, that's no, what, no. That was what was funny when Mr. Fab called in and was like. He didn't quite say it, but he was a little bit upset that they traded Monte Ellis. Yes, like, yes. yeah, for real. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. he does. He, he he's embracing this team, of course. How can you not? But a part of him is still like, I miss Baron Davis. I miss Monte. Yeah, Ellis. I think we all miss Baron Davis, yeah. right? Stephen Jackson. Yeah, don't miss Latrell Speedroll. But I, <laughs> I liked him better on the days. I don't know. I think teams have culture, and 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 I think in places in Oakland where like things like winning is not part of your culture, that mm-hmm. like you know you the. The, the temperature of the city and the vibrancy might rub off on the team a little bit. And I think the Warriors are 
a perfect mirror of, of gentrifying Oakland and, and Silicon Valley being trash and techno libertarianism. Yeah, and, but I but I see I, stuff. as someone from, as someone <laughs> from the Bay, I will I will I will push back on that. Uh, San Francisco mad gentrified, pockets of Oakland gentrified, the entirety of the East Bay not gentrified. Like the East Bay, San Leandro and Hayward and San Lorenzo and Walnut Creek, like these are places that I think still the people still feel good. Black and brown kids and Asian kids, like everyone feels good about the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, like I said, like and I, I like seeing that when I go back home, right? I like seeing, uh, you know, when I went to Oklahoma City to go see Game yeah. uh, Three. Yeah. Um, I, after the game, I ran into. Uh, a fellow Gujarati Indian Warriors fan <laughs> at the pizza place, and it, we were so excited that we were both from the Bay Area and both Gujarati. Like that makes me feel good. Yeah. But you would, you rarely. I will see that a lot yeah. when I go to the Bay. I won't see that with other teams right, you know, right. that I follow. So yeah, I think it's cool to even to have the conversation about like I'm, I'm a Celtics fan. I don't know, of course, like for the longest the time, most diverse fan base no, out no, there. It was, yeah, it was, it was yeah. depressing <laughs> to be like Celtics, uh, Boston. They have white people on the team. Like that's not that wasn't fun at all. Yeah, uh, and you know you're just like at least you're you know people at, like you wonder why you're a fan of the team because that's where you grew up. Like it still feels arbitrary. But like if you're actually having these conversations, you're like, how does this team reflect like where I'm from or like where my city is going or whatever it is. Like right, the diversity, right. like that's pretty cool to have. That I mean, I still think like all of the Warriors games I've been to in the last couple of years, like still it's not as diverse as it used to be, but still the most diverse fan base I've seen mm-hmm. outside of New York. Like, I agree with that. Yeah, and it's cool. That, like, yeah. that that to me is cool, right? Yeah. That part of it is cool. The Oakland part is cool. The but Oracle New- Arena, though, is gentrified, man. That Oracle, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Oakland is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about Oracle Arena. <laughs> Oracle isn't as gentrified as you think it is. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, uh, speaking of uh, something that we touched on earlier, Lou and Iverson stepping over him, Today, today is Iverson's actual birthday. A lot of Iverson stuff going Wait, on. Wait, so the 15th anniversary of him stepping over Lou was, was yesterday. yesterday. Today is his 41st Iverson, birthday. Today is Iverson's 41st he birthday. He had himself a week. Wow. Yeah. That's they, a lot of Iverson in one week. In Lake, uh, he beat them at Staples, right? Yep, yeah, game one of And then his birthday was the next day? Yeah. Shout out that to That must have been crazy. That was a good 48 hours. In a lifetime full of good 48 hours. So he's 41, so that means he's 14 uh, years away from collecting that Reebok trust, the $32 million Reebok yeah. trust that he gets at 55 So I think we're all counting down the days. We want to see Iverson like completely stacked up so he can go back to TGI Fridays and just party the way he I used mean, to. I mean, his next milestone is hall of fame right right and then and then it's a long wait until that check comes in for reebok <laughs> i don't i really don't know if we could trust iverson to just to, to keep that to yeah. maintain until then yeah that's a long time yeah no he's he's fine i mean i know there's obviously all kinds of different stuff thrown out i guess maybe he's getting like a million a year also and there's uh there's other uh factors happening i think he'll be okay but yeah it's just so funny that 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 trust is yeah. looming over him i mean it's also interesting too that like there's really no way forward for him or you know um a lot of these guys that kind of embodied like the marriage of hip-hop and nba you know now we're seeing them get older and stuff and like you know it's it's still like clean-cut guys getting these commentator yeah positions and stuff like that you know and uh i mean could you see iverson on TNT probably you, you know like i could maybe see him with right. like spot spots. yeah with a mostly black you know, panel, but I, I can I see him like talking basketball regularly on on ESPN or or somewhere on yeah. you know Fox Sports? Not, not really. Yeah. I mean, there there aren't anyone. You know, there, there, True Hoop TV. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like or, to, or a front office. You can't really see Iverson in the front office right. position. And you know, like you have to assume that he was, yeah, you know, he knows more about basketball than ninety nine point nine nine percent of right. people in basketball right now. You right. know, and but but you don't see, um, like we're not gonna see Monte go anywhere. You, you know, and I just want to see someone who's like actually, you know. Uh, project something other than like I'm one of the good ones to actually you know like <laughs> yeah. but I think the perception of Iverson was never that he was like an intellectual basketball player right that was the perception for, for better or for worse that how was, is he not no I'm saying like, yeah, like yeah. we all know that like he's a gifted basketball player he's a, he was a brilliant player on, yeah. on the court I think the perception by a lot of people outside is that Allen Iverson wasn't the most intellectual player and well, I think that's that's a product of how he was viewed at the time like like remember when he was on the cover of the NBA was it the NBA magazine and they photoshopped his tattoos uh, off. Like, like, oh. This, it wasn't Slam. It was like the NBA's official magazine. Wow. They, they put him on the cover and they photoshopped his tattoos off. Huh. And so, I think that happened like 15 or 16 see, years surreal, ago. I think this, that is surreal yeah. to me that that actually happened right. one day. But that was what he what he had to fight against back then, yeah. right? I think how he was framed back then was someone a little bit more visceral than intellectual, which I think is probably incorrect. And I don't think anyone's going to give him a shot. I mean, like, honestly, I think you see this a lot with black athletes. Uh, you see this with LeBron James. Like, uh, I think he had fear and forwarded, and someone wrote a story about how he's like, he's got a photographic memory. He remembers like, very specific moments and in, in very specific games that he can, like, call back and be like, this is what happened with this player last time. And, like, the, the, the genetic intellectual lottery that LeBron had to hit and the physical lottery that mm-hmm. he hit, but, like, you see this with so many black athletes. You're like, it's it's like the inevitability of their athleticism. Like like right. like they're supposed to be athletic, and like you know, there are plenty of great great basket you know athletic basketball players that are uh, that are playing at the Y right now yeah. today because yeah. they can't think through the, they can't keep up mentally with the game and and it's it's so of course it's fucking racist. Like of, of course yeah. of course is you look at a you know you look at a darker player or you look at a um, at like a guy with tats or something like that, and you're like, he's just doing this because it comes naturally to right, him. So right. he's like, you know, he's playing within the confines of like the pick and roll or like whatever his team's offense may be, and you know, contributing on defense. Like, yeah, even just how much the word genius. Like, I don't think you know, people yeah. don't call LeBron a genius for whatever right. reason because yeah. they see his size, they don't think about it like that. But they call Steph a, a genius, yeah. a wizard, whatever. Yeah, and and hit like we don't act like Steph Curry is a a freak. Like the reason why he's a freak is because he's also he's also can blow by just about everyone. Right. So he can so he earns that space where he can where he can then shoot, which is a type of athleticism. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. mean, and to say that it, it's different than LeBron's, but like to say that. Or the or how Steve Nash to almost be overvalued uh, right. for his intelligence. It's like no 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 no. This guy is you know whatever six three c- incredibly freak. agile. Yeah, freak. Yeah. Steph Curry before Steph Curry. Yeah. You know like yeah. he's an absolute freak. Yeah. And to pretend like these guys are thinking or working their way through the game, right, or right. these other guys are just like you know just naturally wonderful athletes, and that's why they're good. Right. Uh, you know uh, it's 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 bullshit, and it's the uh, it's like the same. It's just another iteration of like the like the man versus beast thing that like that colors all of our all of our racial conversations. It yeah. really is just it's just like a, just another way of looking at it. Absolutely. You know? And I feel like I feel like they should give Iris an assistant coach spot somewhere and let him somewhere? work his way to head coach. Yeah. Put him on the Warriors, man. Put him on the Warriors. They <laughs> prove it. Prove that Oracle's diverse. Yeah. 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 Your one chance. Joe Lacob, give Al Iverson a job, man. <laughs> From Iverson to another All Star. A very special guest coming up next. Okay, now on the Fadeaway Podcast, 
the Bay Area legend, E-40 himself. Hello, man. Thanks for being here. Hey, what's happening with you, folks? Uh, not much. Uh, just uh, very excited to talk to you. You know, we saw you on TV, first of all, with that Sick With It uh, hoodie uh, in the in the yeah. Golden State colors. When did you get that made up? Uh, they all avail- It's available now. Um, you, they can go to uh, my um, Instagram, at uh, E-40. Um, and uh, it's in the it's in my bio. And all I right. Click the link in my bio, and it goes right to our clothing. Yeah, that's yeah. the true the true Oakland uh, uh, Warriors fan. Uh, that's like a, a necessary item of merch right there now. Yeah, being being from the Bay Area, definitely uh, Warriors is really doing their thing. So you know the whole Bay rocking with it. We we've been rocking with them, but. And now you know they get they shine, so we're gonna shine with them. Nice, nice, exactly. Um, yeah, so you're you've been courtside. Uh, what's it like at the games? Uh, tell me about the the energy and like, are people always coming up to you, taking photos, getting autographs? What's it like in there? Yeah, it is like that. Photos, um, you know, Snapchat. You know, um, now we're living in a world where everybody, you know, they got their phones, old and young, <laughs> and uh, and they you know they doing their social media thing. So. Can't complain, man. You know, it was a time in my life where, you know, I wanted everybody to know who I was. I used to wear an E40 hat everywhere I went, yeah. E40 T-shirt and the click. And and uh, now, you know, hey, it's there. So why should I turn my back on the, my fans, the people that have been down with me for many months, and even the new fans, like, you know, they support me. So I'm going to play my position and be real about it and make sure I try to take as many pictures and sign autographs and do all the things that's required when you're in this industry because, okay. you know, there's some people that wish they had a chance to, you understand me, get a photo snapped of them and uh, and, they, and autographs and all that good stuff. Yeah, you absolutely. So you feel like the team has embraced you, um, you know, they play their, your music in the stadium and everything like that? Yeah, they play it. Yeah, they rock with me, man. They rock with me. They see how much I support them as well. Um, so, yeah, um, there's been many moons. You know, I've been a been rocking with the Warriors for many moons. Like uh, people, people say, oh, I've seen a couple people get on there and say, oh, you're bandwagon. But just, just, just a, just a, you know, a, you know, a picture, uh, paint, uh, a picture can say it all. You know, I this on 2008, which was eight years ago. Before, yeah. you know, they was really super good. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I had um, my album, The Ball Street Journal, which was a, a real album that's available on iTunes. That was eight years ago, eight, eight and a half years ago. And I had on all Warriors gear. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if um, I don't know if you guys remember Thunder, the mascot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old I, old Warriors had, mascot. Yeah, I brought him. I had him set up the whole Warriors hoop court and everything at Dan Foley Park in Vallejo, California, where I'm from. And I threw a big old. I'm talking about a big event. I'm talking about barbecue. <laughs> it was for free for all the kids. It was for all. It was called U40 uh, Children Fun Day, cool. and they, all the parents brought out their kids, and you know, and it was all Warriors. Yeah, Warriors gear. Yeah, you know what I mean. Warriors everything. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, who uh, who on the team have you uh, grown close to? I saw a photo uh, of you and Clay Thompson just the other day. Yeah, yeah. But I just try to. Um, I'm just cool with everybody. I respect all of them. You know and. Um, you know, Draymond, uh, you know, we did the Beast commercial and yeah. whatnot, and they all, yeah, the Beast commercial, that 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 went well, and I know a lot of people, that went viral, a lot of people see that online and everything, and um, I'm just, you know, I'm just cool with everybody, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I, one thing about them, they, they chemistry, and um, the whole team, 
it's like teamwork makes the dream work. I don't, I can't see nobody acting funny or none of that. Everybody humble, and that's why they probably getting their blessings because they they're not a uh, you know they they're not on no cockiness or none of that. Everybody down to earth. Right, right, absolutely. And uh, and like you're enjoying the wave along with the Warriors. You feel like you're giving something to them. They're giving something to you, and you're getting a little bit more shine. Is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I'm doing what I'm playing my position. I'm doing what a, what what a real fixture supposed to do, right? Uh, an ambassador, somebody that's you know holding down his region, you know, his, his Northern California. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? And, and if they can't see that, if you if somebody got something bad to say about that, they just a straight out plain out hater. They love to trade places with. They yeah. love to trade places with me. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I love it seeing you enjoy yourself out there. And and you know, I think I've seen you kind of uh, even take a few steps onto the court. Have you noticed yourself accidentally like halfway onto the court? You know, uh, celebrating during a timeout or something? Oh, what what I, will you say? What I had? Yeah, like kind of like you know, you're celebrating on on the on the side of the court, and all of a sudden you find yourself on the actual court during the timeout. Have you found oh, yourself? Oh yeah, I found myself. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was like, ah, I do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's how excited I was because you know, since it was Game Seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we really needed to show and prove, and we showed up, and it was that's what. Once that whole thing started, I just started getting super excited. Yeah. I was on. I was on. You know. Just, yeah. Yeah, I like to I like to get my perk. I like to get my perk on, my percolating with my with the good with the good with the good uh, adult beverages. Sure. You feel what I'm saying? So it was cool, man. I always always enjoy myself there. That's cool. I I wanted to ask you um, about Game Seven. You know, Bernie Sanders was in the building. Also, did you happen to meet him? Nah, man, I didn't even know because I was courtside, so I, maybe everybody else knew. Yeah, he was up in the stands with the fans. And I was, <laughs> I'm like, man, that's big. That's big. That's uh, you know. That's big. You know, he wants the people to feel him. And I like him, man. I'm voting for him for sure. Oh, cool. I don't know if he's going to win, but I'm I'm definitely going to vote for him. And if he don't – and uh, I'm definitely not voting for Trump. I'm voting for Hillary if, she, yeah. if, if Sanders don't get in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, that's just how that's just going to go like that, like mm-hmm. that. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, but you had yeah. better seats than uh, Bernie Sanders. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned adult beverages. I know, of course, you have your own line of uh, of adult beverages. You got the wine, you got beer, you got all kinds of stuff. Um, so what's the best, uh, you know, what's the best uh, beverage in your collection to celebrate a Warriors win with? Uh, any of them, because they all, the alcohol percentage in all of them will get you where you need to be <laughs> when, you, when you need to be there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It'll, get you, it'll get you right, right away. Yeah. Every last one of them. You know what I'm talking about? From my wines, from my Earl Stevens Selections wine to the Slurricane, Hurricane, uh, and the, the Yellow Bird, the Blue Lagoon. These are all real cocktails that are available at any bar. You can just walk up to any bar and say, hey, let me get a Blue Lagoon or a Yellow Bird. And they can make it for you because it's real. These aren't words I made up. These are real cocktails that's available anywhere. That's you know awesome. What I mean? So um, also the beer. You know what I mean? The beer, if you drink a tall can, and you're going to be right, right away. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one thing that's interesting about uh, Oakland and Oracle Arena is, and, and, you know, the, the, the money that's coming in from the, the tech industry in San Francisco is you, you all of a sudden have all these uh, tech billionaires hanging out in the, in the stadium. I think I also saw a photo of you with uh, Mark Benioff from Salesforce, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he the, he the guy guy. He the guy. You know? <laughs> he, 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 but, you know, for him to be a billionaire, man, he's such a, a nice dude and, you know, just chilling, he, you know, down to earth. He, you know, be having a little, his kids with him on, on the floor, you know, right there courtside. And, you know, you can tell he's a, he a good dude. And I had to get a photo with him, man. Yeah. So we locked I got his number and he got mine and we locked in, man. It was a pleasure meeting dude. And, you know, definitely an inspiration. Um, just to meet someone like that he's very inspirational yeah so so you're cool with all these uh these all this tech money coming in you're trying to maybe work with some of these people so you're trying to get to know some of these tech billionaires that are coming into oracle well that too but i respect them you know mm. what i mean i'm i always I always you know i feel like it's enough money out there for everybody yeah. it's like it, you know i can't compete with them i'm not trying yeah. you know what i mean i just i just want to watch and learn you know and hey maybe one day you know things you know things will get even better I think I don't have no complaints now, but hey, yeah. you never know. Yeah. You know, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Um, yeah. What about the fact that, you know, uh, the Warriors are moving out of, uh, the plan right now is to move out of Oakland in a few years. Are you feeling uh, any kind of way about that? Um, You know, man, I just feel like, um, <laughs> you know, Oakland, you know, the Warrior fans is going to go um, wherever the Warriors are playing at. Mm -hmm. So, so it's nothing's gonna change. I mean, um, the Oracle fans will be wherever, mm -hmm. wherever they're supposed to be. Yeah, you know, uh, absolutely. And uh, before I let you go, uh, just got one more question for you. Uh, you know, the Warriors are up two games right now. It's looking real good. Everyone's kind of predicting a sweep. So, assuming they do win another title, you know, where's the celebration gonna be? Uh, probably Oakland. Most likely in Oakland. I don't know the exact location, but it's definitely. No, I mean, like, if they want to come party with you. Oh, with me? Yeah. I'm wherever the party at. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not laughs> I, you know, I'm not putting something put, put together myself, um, but I'll be where, you know, I, I, I don't mind being where we, where, 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 the, where the official party at. Yeah, yeah. The official, official, official party. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. That's one reason not to root the side, for the Warriors. Not, I want to see photos yeah, of not, you with the with the championship trophy in your hands. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's possible. <laughs> um, yeah. Fantastic, man. Well, keep enjoying uh, the Warriors. Keep enjoying uh, everything that you got going on, and good luck with it. And thanks again for taking the time. Uh, right on, man. Thanks for the interview. Much love to Fader. All right. Take care. All right, we are almost out of here. But before we go, we're going to leave you with some predictions that are all definitely, definitely going to come true. Uh, Greg, what's on your mind? Uh, Warriors in three. <laughs> we're going to get our first ever uh, our mercy rule called in, in the NBA. Um, I really think they're gonna, it's going to be a close game. And then uh, all second half, game four is going to be completely... Um, just let James Jones cook. You know? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> let Dallas over cook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that's what I, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. See, the series is over. The series is over. Steph Curry might not score 20 points once. There we go. <laughs> uh, Joseph, what do you think? Warriors in three. <laughs> uh, Warriors in three. I think Clay and Steph have the Clay and Steph game in game three. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Cavs take uh, take a game. That's the bold, bold, bold prediction. Good. Wow. Then they can win it in Oakland. Yep. Yeah. That'll be fun for everyone. 
That'd um, be best for all parties, I think. <laughs> all right, we are now out of here. Remember, you can check out The Fadeaway on thefader.com, on iTunes, and on SoundCloud. Thank you again to Plush for having us, the lovely Plush Studios here in New York. Thank you to Joseph. Uh, thank you to Greg for sharing all your takes that you had well, uh, well done with Excellent. us. Much, much appreciated. I feel five pounds lighter, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gone.